It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Finance Daily, episode 551. If you wouldn't do it for free, don't do it for money. By Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. And I'm Dan, your host. I'm here every weekday reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And I always like to hear from you about topics that you'd like to hear me cover here on the show. Please share those with us over at oldpodcast.com. And also, want to give you a reminder about subscribing to our other four podcasts. One of them, Optimal Living Daily, covers minimalism, personal development, and productivity, very often from the author that we are hearing today, Joshua Becker of Becoming Minimalist. So if you like today's post, you'll definitely like that show too. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show to find it, along with the other shows. But for now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. If you wouldn't do it for free, don't do it for money. By Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. Choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. Recently, I've been thinking through a new approach to money. I'm still working through it in my mind and I'm a bit hesitant to write about it here, but I think this community can help add perspective. My new guiding philosophy toward work and income is this. If I wouldn't do it for free, I won't do it for money. I realize in many ways this is an idealistic view of the world, but I'm starting to wonder if this approach is more available to us than we think. Still, it feels to me at times this statement comes from a place of privilege, and I will readily admit that. I grew up in a middle-class family that provided stability, support, and opportunity. I do not have unpaid medical bills on my desk from an unexpected surgery. I'm not a single parent trying to raise my kids despite a deadbeat spouse, nor was my position downsized due to unexpected corporate layoffs during the last recession. I am fortunate to work a job I love and live in a country that provides me the freedom to do so. This is not something I take for granted. I realize there are circumstances, sometimes caused by others, when we are called to selflessly sacrifice for our family. And I recognize there are certain seasons of life when we may be required to do work that we do not enjoy simply because there are people counting upon us to do so. I just wonder if those situations are less common than we think. 18 months ago, I transitioned into promoting minimalism as my full-time job, and I am grateful for each passing month that I continue to do so. Somewhere along the way, I made a conscious decision that I would only pursue projects that I wanted to pursue. If I wouldn't do it for free, I wouldn't do it for money. Probably most significantly is my approach to speaking. Despite an ever-increasing schedule, I continue to not charge a fee for my presentations, asking only for travel and accommodations to be covered. Most public speakers tell me I am crazy and that goes against every rule in the book. Set a fee, they tell me. Nobody will take you seriously if you don't. A set fee allows you to offer a discount to help close the deal with a potential client. But I see it very differently. Because I do not have a speaking fee, I can never be bought. I am never obligated to speak or attend an event just because somebody is willing to pay the price. Instead, each request is considered and weighed individually. Is it a good opportunity to promote minimalism? Is it an organization I believe in? Is the opportunity worth the investment? And while financial compensation is typically offered or requested for long-term commitments, it is never the deciding factor. If I wouldn't do it for free, I won't do it for money. I have adopted this approach to speaking, but also to every project I choose to pursue. Our time should not be governed by the amount of money promised, but by the desires of our heart. As I continue to pursue this approach, I have identified some specific thoughts towards life that must be present in the person who adopts it. One, hard work is not to be feared. 
If the inherent joy found in work is not appreciated in somebody's life, this approach will always crumble. We must appreciate work for the sake of work, not just for the financial compensation that arises from it. There is something to be appreciated about working hard. We were designed to enjoy the process. We find fulfillment in it. It is satisfying to lie in bed at night with a tired body that has been both active and productive. Two, work is not always enjoyable. With any job, there are aspects of work that are frustrating and difficult, even with the greatest dream job in the world. I'm not encouraging anyone to relinquish perseverance or to refuse pushing through the difficult parts of work. For example, I love writing, but the process can be very difficult at times. I am able to persevere because the work results in something I am proud to have produced. Even though I would do it for free, I know there will be difficult moments along the way. Three, life pursuits cannot be purely selfish. Those who believe they will find enjoyment entertaining only selfish desires will never survive under this approach to work. Ultimately, we must see our lives and work as opportunity for contribution, an opportunity to offer our talents and skills to a community of people who need them. If you are entirely self-seeking in your approach to life and only enjoy pursuits that benefit your own self, this approach to doing what you love will only suffice in the short term. Lounging each day on the beach for the rest of your life is not the answer. Four, this approach rings more true for those willing to live with less. Because I have adopted a philosophy that says I will only do it for money if I would do it for free, I have turned down several significant money-making opportunities, but I don't mind because I have learned to enjoy less. As a result, my needs and views of money have changed dramatically over the past six years. I'm certainly not against being compensated for work, but pursuing riches is no longer a driving goal of mine. I don't need the money and I don't want the money. Instead, I want to live a deliberate life that focuses on my strengths and passions and invites others to rethink the role of possessions in their life. Five, this approach does not necessarily require a new job. I think at first reading, this sounds as if I am urging everybody to quit their soul-crushing day job and try to monetize their passion, but that could not be further from the truth. Instead, I would push people to reconsider their views on their current employment. I have a friend who works at a bank providing agricultural loans to local farmers. He's really good at it. He helps farmers think deeper about their budgeting and their business plan for success. Then he equips each of them with the resources they need to plant seed in the spring and bring in the harvest in the fall. This, I believe, is important work. And while some days he probably wishes he could leave it all behind and golf every day instead, maybe in actuality, if he looked a little bit deeper, he would realize that he really does enjoy his job. It is fulfilling for him to help farmers succeed at what they do. Maybe he would do this for free if given the chance. And just maybe this ideal is a little bit closer to reality than he originally thought. Ultimately, I offer this philosophy not as a prescription for your life, but as a description of mine. Our seasons of life differ, but I still hope it has spurred new thoughts in yours. You just listened to the post titled, If You Wouldn't Do It For Free, Don't Do It For Money by Joshua Becker of becomingminimalist.com. And one thing we go out of our way to do here on this show and uh, across all of our shows is share different perspectives. And this is a good example of that. Now, just last week on the other show that I host, Optimal Business Daily, I narrated an article from Cal Newport with the title, The Passion Trap, How the Search for Your Life's Work is Making Your Working Life Miserable. And while they don't completely disagree with each other, uh, they are definitely two very different viewpoints. And we always encourage you to listen to multiple episodes, different authors, and across all of our shows. As I mentioned at the top of this show, you can check out Optimal Living Daily for more content from Joshua Becker. 
And to find all of our shows, all you have to do is search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show and be sure to click subscribe. And that's a wrap for another Monday show. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.